Welcome to another episode of the In the Limelight podcast. I'm Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. You are tuned in to Booksmart's Authors on Show with Christy Francie. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to this episode of HealthWise 360, a creation of Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media. And I am your show host, Chris Accordingly. You'll be able to see this interview on In the Limelight TV, which is distributed on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and a hundred other smart TV apps. The audio version of this interview, of course, can be heard wherever you listen to your podcast. And today I'm really excited to be interviewing Dr. Robin Hall, who is a board-certified family physician entrepreneur, author, speaker, and cancer survivor. With over 30 years experience in medical practice, Dr. Hall is well known as a trailblazer, excellent diagnostician, and medical educator. And she has won many top doc awards. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's really exciting. In the Dallas-Fort Worth area and has been listed in Texas Monthly for the past 11 years in a row as a Texas super doctor. She was one of the first doctors to start a concierge practice in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and in the country. Uh, She's the author of a book entitled The Other Side of Illness, Unexpected Blessings that is due to be released this fall. We're very excited about it. And she has firsthand experience of what it's like to overcome adversity in business and in health, both personally and professionally. So welcome, Dr. Robin. So excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. So so tell us a little bit about your book. Now, I know it's coming out in the fall, but I yeah. think it ha- it's a really important story. So tell us a little bit about the book itself and what it contains. So as you said, the book is called The Other Side of Illness, Unexpected Blessings. And uh, a lot of people think it's just my story, but it's a compilation of stories of truth. They're all true stories of people that have gone through all different types of health adversities and positive things that came from that, that would not have happened had they not gone through that journey. And so some of the stories that I've collected are just absolutely amazing. People have sent me stories from across the country. Some of them are my patients. Some of them are people that I know in the community and I'm just very excited to get this out because I think it's it's needed, especially with a lot of the negativity we have in the world now, something that will give people some hope. Absolutely. And I always think some of these adversities, it's hard to see why, but later on, we're like, oh, this might have been a real big blessing in disguise. Could you share? Is there a particular story that really hit you in the heart that you might like to mention? Well, there's a lot of them in there, but one thing, one of them that comes to mind is Mimi's story. And Mimi is uh, someone that's very active in our local community. And when she was 50, she told me that she got out of the shower. She saw a red spot on her breast and it alarmed her. And she thought, oh, it was probably just a hot shower. So she gets back into the shower, takes a cold shower and it's still there. She's married to a physician and he was out of town. She called him and told him, hey, I'm I'm worried I may have cancer. And he just, you know, reassured her. He says, probably just a hormonal change and you're 50 years old, you know, don't worry about it. Well, she, like most women, are going to worry about it. And um, so that night she happened to be going to a party where a plastic surgeon was in attendance and he, she knows he and his wife very well. And she said, it was very awkward, but I went up to his wife, told her what I found that day and said, 
would you mind if my, if your husband goes and checks me? So they went into the laundry room and he checks her. And unfortunately he left out, he let out a little noise of concern, like, oof. and um, that frightened her a little bit. Um, he apologized later about that, but he said, you really do need to get this checked out. And so she did have an evaluation there's a lot more to the story, but it was cancer. And unfortunately, it was one of the worst kinds of cancers, triple negative cancer. So she had to go through a lot of treatment. But the positive of this story is that when she was at her very worst, she was in chemotherapy. Her husband was sitting by her side. She was totally bald. She hurt all over, just felt miserable but she started crying. And of course her husband thinks it's because of everything that's going through. But she said, I know what I need to do. I need to start a foundation. And so in that moment, she was thinking about all the blessings that she had because they had health insurance and he had a good job that was supporting them while she was out of her her job because she had to take off several months from work. And she started thinking about people that work hourly and they may have health insurance, but how are they going to pay their rent and and the other bills when they're out to have cancer treatment? So she started within six months, she started this nonprofit called Me Squared Cancer Foundation. And I attended the first gala they had last year and I attended this year. She's raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for people that are, need help in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So I just think it's a great story when someone was at their worst. I'm afraid I would be having a little bit of a pity party. But she <laughs> something wonderful. Me so too. that one, that's one of the many, and they're just some amazing stories that I've collected. It's incredible to know what people are made of. And yes. I always like to say that character isn't created by adversity, but I think it's revealed often by adversity. And exactly, she had a, something inside her that needed to give birth and what a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So yes. I think the next question might be a little obvious, but after hearing that story and some of, and knowing a little bit about your story, but what was the inspiration for collecting all these wonderful stories in the first place? Well, the inspiration came actually a very long time ago. I've always been type A, kind of overachiever. And many years ago, it was over 20 years ago, I was basically doing too much. And I hated when people told me that because that's just my personality. But I had a a segment on uh, a health segment on the news here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I was writing articles for newspapers and magazines. I was on boards, had a very busy family practice and a little girl that I was raising. And uh, I happened to do something stupid. I had house shoes on and I slipped down our stairs and hurt my back. So I was on my back for three weeks. And, you know, that made me stop and think because most of the time we're going through life, we're so busy and we're never really looking. We're just doing all the time. And I thought at that time, maybe I had to get knocked down the stairs to see what's really important. That was the other side of illness. That was the blessing in disguise. And so I looked at why am I doing all of these things? So I made a lot of life changes at that time and slowed down. And even though I did that, I still, well, 
I thought if I had that situation, other people may have stories like this. And that's where the book came from. But I still didn't really have time to write the book. I started it, but I put it aside. And I'm really glad that that happened because now 32, well, I've been in practice over 32 years now. I have many stories from patients and now my own story. So I think the book is much richer than it would have been had I done it back then. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I mean, definitely the inspiration uh, people will gain from reading the book and the stories and, you know, they can relate and maybe other people out there that have faced such adversity uh, will feel a little less isolated, maybe in their pain or mm-hmm. suffering. But what do you really, what are your hopes and dreams for this book? What are you hoping will be achieved? by sharing these stories? Well, the first thing we already mentioned and is that's to give people hope. When you're going through these difficult times, sometimes it's hard to see the forest for the trees. So that's the first thing. The second is I want to basically create awareness that life is short. <laughs> we, we take for granted our health and we go through life with our head down and don't pay attention to all the miracles and the beauty around us. So if we can give people a little bit of awareness to not take that for granted, that's another motivation. Also, um, I want people to consider having a new perspective on illness and maybe teach them how to reframe it into something positive. The other thing that was brought to my attention about my book is, you know, and and the When I first started writing it, I was thinking this is something for someone that's going through a health challenge or the caregiver, Um, but it's really for anybody because when you read these stories, it's really a wake-up call. Hey, this could be me. These are all true stories. And so those are the different things that I hope people will get out of it. I love that. I love that. Um, So can you maybe share a little bit about your personal story with cancer and what what was your positive take once you finished going through that journey? Mm-hmm. So in 2021, I uh, found that one of my breasts was larger than the other when I got out of the shower and then I felt a mass. This was very curious to me because seven months before that, I'd had a normal mammogram and ultrasound and I always get both because I have very dense breast tissue. It's very difficult to pick up a tumor on a mammogram when you have dense breast tissue. So obviously I knew there was something wrong and I went back and got another mammogram and ultrasound. Again, the mammogram did not pick it up, but the ultrasound did. And so I had to have a biopsy. We did that even though it didn't look worrisome on the ultrasound because of the change in that short period of time, we knew that would be important to do. And unfortunately, it was breast cancer, a very fast growing breast cancer. And so I had three opinions. All of those were to have a double mastectomy. And uh, so I did that and had reconstruction eight weeks later. And unfortunately, right after that, I got COVID. So I had two anesthesias and COVID and now no hormones. It was quite, quite an ordeal. I had to take off work for three months. And fortunately, I had another doctor working for me and he and the nurse practitioner were able to take care of our patients. So that was great. Um, So 
you know, your life flips upside down when you get the C word, we call it in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you're fir- when you first get the diagnosis, you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know what your treatment's going to be. You don't know what the prognosis is, all these different questions. It's no different if you're a doctor or you're not. You still have to go through all those same emotions. And sometimes I think it's a little harder when you know too much, when you know all the medical information. And um, so I went through that. I was off work for three months. One of my good friends who'd been through this said, it's going to take you a year to start feeling like yourself. And, And she was right about that. But what changed in this whole scenario is the cancer was actually a catalyst for me to decide to retire earlier than I had anticipated. And so I retired from full-time practice in April of 22. I still work in the clinic about three days a month, but I sold the practice to the doctor that worked for me. And we just felt like we needed to stop and smell the roses. My husband has been dealing with stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma for going on seven years. So we had that. Now we had my breast cancer. And I just felt like God was telling me it's time. There's another chapter. And so that was the initial thing that I did. I really feel grateful that everything worked out, that I could do that. And it's really just changed my perspective on everything. I've always been grateful, but it makes you even more grateful for every little thing. In fact, every morning now I journal and I write down three things that I'm grateful for. I also have let go of some of my perfectionistic tendencies, (laughs) which were never very healthy anyway, but um, that's some things that used to bother me. I let slip off my back a little bit easier And I'm very intentional now about what I do. Like I said before, I was just busy all the time and involved in all these things. And now every day I really set my intention and I prioritize differently. Before I was taking care of everybody. I've taken care of thousands and thousands of patients over 32 years. And doctors tend to put themselves on the back burner. I think all healthcare workers tend to do that. But I've prioritized a little bit differently that I need to be first taking care of my health. You know, we always know that in our brain, but actually taking that action is two different things. And it's really interesting when you lose your health, how quickly you're like, oh, my goodness, like, Mm -hmm. how much have I taken this for granted? I had a near death experience with an illness last year, and it, it really does. It really wakes you up to am I? My biggest fear was, have I done what I wanted to do with my life yet? No, like there's so much more to do Mm -hmm. and experience and share, right? I've got so many relationships. I still want to nurture and tender. So how Mm -hmm. has that uh, affected your relationships with your family and just your overall happiness? Well, you know, I think even though she won't necessarily admit it, our daughter (laughs) who's about to turn 26 you know, this has been pretty tough on her. Yeah. First, she was afraid her father was going to die. And then the first thing she asked with my cancer diagnosis is, is mom going to die? So, you know, I really make sure that we've, we've always been close anyway, but, you know, I make sure that I'm talking to people I love on a regular basis. If I think of some, if someone comes to my mind, I try to call them then 
and tell them that I was thinking about them or drop them a text rather than just say, oh, well, I'll, I'll get with them some other time. But I've always had a close-knit family. I don't think that that has changed a lot. It's just we totally appreciate every minute. That's amazing. It's really amazing. And so talking about prioritizing your health and your self-care, how has this changed the way you live your life? What has changed day to day? Well, I've always eaten healthy, um, but I didn't always get my exercise in because I worked very long hours and mm-hmm. I would get home at 7, 7.30 and you still have to feed your family and do household type things. And uh, so I would tend to put, and I'm not a real morning person, so I wouldn't exercise in the morning. I tend to put exercise off till the nighttime. And then many times I was just too tired to get it done. I hate to admit that as a physician because I encourage people to exercise <laughs> all the time. Well, now it's at the beginning of the day. I, I mentioned to you that I journal in the morning. Mm-hmm. I do a devotional in the morning and then I do my exercise. So I have signed up for several classes. I'm taking Zumba at least twice mm-hmm. a week. I do yoga at least twice a week and I walk and, you know, that makes everybody feel better, but that's important. And um, I make sure that I am scheduling fun things to do. You know, life can get very serious. And when I was working full time, it was pretty serious all the time because people have no idea what we see behind those exam room doors every day. And I'm somebody that has a lot of empathy And so I would absorb that. And, you know, one time somebody said to me, well, you're so serious. It's so different than I knew you before. You were a cheerleader and you had all of this, you know, excitement and enthusiasm. And I think over time, when you've taken care of so many patients and you've seen so many bad things and you've had to tell people bad things, you can kind of lose some of that. And so that's one thing I learned with my husband when he was going through his chemotherapy, I found that I was kind of losing myself. And one of the things I learned was you have to find things that make you laugh. You have to create some fun. So I would schedule something fun, whether it was to see a movie or be with girlfriends or whatever on a regular basis. And I continue to do that now. Um, it's a lot easier to have fun now because I'm not, you know, working 24 <laughs> seven and, and I don't have some of those time constraints that I did before, but when you're writing a book and you're doing all these other things, you can get so focused that you don't just stop and go do something fun. And I bought a new puppy. So <laughs> that's the best. What's your puppy's that's, name? His name is Barkley. He's a little multi poo. Oh, so cute. I love Maltese. That's so sweet. Oh, puppies are the best. Mm-hmm. And and play is so important to play have. Play is That's important. I talk to my clients a lot about that. When was the last time yes. you played? Like Exactly. Yeah. You have to have a shift sometimes because life is really messed up sometimes and we need right. to relax. Absolutely. So uh, I know that your book is coming out in the fall. Where can people yes. sort of pre-order or get a sneak peek or uh, learn more about your story for now? They can go to my website, which is drrobinhall.com. Uh, there's no period in there. It's D-R-R-O-B-I-N-H-A-L-L.com. It shows the um, 
the cover of the book unless I do a design change. And we don't have the pre-order on there yet, but I will have that later. I do have a free download about a medical issue if someone would like that. And that way I'll have their email. And when we get ready to launch, I can reach out to them and, and let them know that they can pre-order it then. Mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. Thank you. And before we wrap up, are there any last words of wisdom or hope that you would like to leave with the audience? I just hope that anyone that's going through a health adversity, it doesn't have to be cancer. It can be anything. But um, if they're going through that or they're the caregiver, I hope that they will reach out to other people. I hope they will do some of these things that I talked about, read inspirational stories, make sure you get out and do something fun, take a walk, whatever, because many times there is a blessing there. It may just be in disguise at this point. Thank you. Very wise words. And it's been wonderful having you on the show. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Book Smarts Authors on Show here on the In the Limelight Podcast Network, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and don't forget to tell your friends.